Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdel Gadir. I have got an incredible guest for you today. I have been waiting for him for over six months to show up on my show. His name is James Ortiz, and here is his bio. This is episode 119, and it is the title is Conversation with James Ortiz, Turning Your Biggest Pain into Your Greatest Weapon. I love the title of it. James Ortiz was born and raised in Nicaragua until the age of 17. He grew up in a single mom's household and was the oldest of four kids. He arrived in Los Angeles, California in January 2010. He graduated high school that same year and went into community college to become a social worker. James started his career at a local grocery store pushing shopping carts and stocking shelves. Then he went on to work with a national beverage company as a merchandiser and sales associate and later joined a worldwide organization beverage company as a business development representative. Today, he serves a business development officer for a technology company. He and his family started life from the ground up. James is also a leadership development coach certified with the Maxwell Leadership Team. James' mission is to equip youth with the leadership and communication skills so that they break the cycles of poverty and adequacy and become empowered professionals and strong leaders. Kudos to that. Welcome to my podcast, James, finally. Thank you, Gabby. Yes, it's been it's been a long time coming, um, and and but I know the the wait was was worth it, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and to your audience. Uh, I'm blessed and honored to be uh, here with you today. Thank you, thank you so much. So, talk to me a little bit about you growing up before you you went to California. Yeah, thank you for that uh, introduction. Uh, growing up, growing up, so. I was born and raised in Nicaragua, uh, grew up in a single mom's household, and that was tough. That was tough. Uh, Nicaragua is, is a third, it's a third world country, the second most poor country of Latin America. Uh, so lack of uh, opportunities, lack of funds, a lot of times, uh, lack of food. Um, and being being the oldest out of four, really prompt me prompted me to take a step forward and, and I was the old I was the only boy at that time my younger brother had hadn't been born yet and so it was me my mom two uh baby sisters and nice. and, and so I I was I stepped up I stepped up and occupied that place as a even as a father figure to my younger sisters right and um so I, I I always say that I had to grow up a lot quicker than 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 most kids, yeah. uh, but that, that I also know even even though back then I saw that as a disadvantage because I knew our my household our household was different. I knew I didn't have a dad. I knew that I couldn't just play and make mistakes like other kids. I had a huge responsibility on my shoulders. Uh, so back then I I, I thought, man, you know, I'm different. Um, I'm in disadvantage. Now I understand that that was part of my journey uh, and, and it needed to happen that way because I couldn't be the person who I am today without that experience. It was all Absolutely. part of California. 
absolutely. Yeah. So you took responsibility at a very early age. I, I did. I did. Um, you know, I I was my mom's right and I still am my mom's right hand when it came to uh, sometimes, you know, my mom worked, my mom worked all day long from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, I was I was in, in, my, in the house with my siblings. And um, I still remember that sometimes my mom, I mean, the kind of pressure a woman has, a single mom has uh, working and having to make uh, ends meet and, and trying to be there for for kids. That's gotta be that's gotta be some heavy, really heavy weight. Uh, my mom would come sometimes at night, just very stressed out, very tired, and she would go to her room. The her room was all the way to the back of the house, the last room in the house, and uh, she would come in, pretend everything's okay, and then she would go to her room. And, and I've, I've always I have always been a very aware kid. So I would notice something was something was off and I would go look for my mom and she was in her room, lights out in the dark, crying. Um, and I remember that I would come by by, by her bed and, and, and I would tell her something that I didn't quite understand. But she would tell that to me, she would tell me that. So I, I was repeating what she would say to me. Uh, so I would say to her, mom, um, don't worry, uh, God is with us and God is going to help us. He He never forsake us. He He's here with us and he will, he will, he will help us out of this situation. Uh, so she would say that to me all the time. Therefore, I would repeat that back to her whenever uh, she was in bad shape. So the, the emotional responsibility as well as uh, just being there for, for my, for my siblings, uh, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't really, be a kid until my mom arrived after you know after my mom arrived home from work 7 30 8 p.m that's when i was able to come out and just be a kid and play ball and soccer and stuff but uh yeah i i was i had to take ownership and and and, and lead and be the man of the house at a very very uh young age did you start work or anything at those times like when you were 15 16 so uh 15 16 I I did some work I did some work uh but it was whenever there was a a, a project a, a, like a family member could take me on um when I was not in school cuz my mom was very hey you you're going to go to school right so um so she she never allowed allowed any of us to be uh, out, outside of school in school time so I did some work but mostly at school and then of course help in the house I learned how to cook when I was like 12 years old. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, just funny story real quick. My, my mom would tell me, because, you know, at a, 12, a 12 year old kid doesn't want to learn how to cook. And, and I, I was like, mom, I don't want to learn how to cook. And then she would tell me, you need to learn because, you know, I'm, I'm working all day. But but she said in the future, how she said she would tell me, think about if you, if you ever get married and your wife, your wife doesn't know how to cook. And then you don't know how to cook. Then what will happen? You guys will starve. No, you you have to learn how to cook. So she would tell me that all the time. Of course, back then I it didn't click, but now I'm so grateful because um, when I came to the U.S. at 17 years old, I was able to you know cook for myself and I would feed myself. So how did you go to the U.S.? Did you come by yourself? Did you go by yourself? So my my father he left Nicaragua and he came to the U.S. to Los okay. Angeles when I was just a, a few months old. Um, I met him when I was five. He went to Nicaragua, and then I would see him every 
every couple of years that he would go and back to Nicaragua to visit and I would spend with him a day or two. At the age of 15 or 16, he asked me if I wanted to come. Um, I spoke with my mom and she told me, uh, she said, you know what, I, I believe you're old enough now to make your own decisions. So whatever you decide, I'm going to support you on that. Um, and I said, you know, I, first of all, I, I want to get to know my father. I mean, I, he's my dad. And, and if I have the opportunity to get to know him, I, I want to do that. And then also, I also knew that I would have a lot more opportunities here in the U.S. that I would ever have back home. So, so I took I, I took a chance. I left everything behind and came here because um, I had dreams and goals and, and I wanted to get to know my dad as well. And what you went straight to school when you came? So when I when I came, I came and uh, got here in January at the end of January 2010. And I went straight to school, 17 years, 17 years old. I had already graduated high school in Nicaragua. Uh -huh. And uh, so my dad took me to, to a local, very small high school. And um, so that was February 2nd, maybe, I believe. And we went to the school. We talked to the to the lady in the front and the, the office assistant. And she called the principal, right? And... Um, School year, the school year was, and the in the U.S. ends in June, mid June, I believe. So, um, talking to the principal, I didn't speak any English, so it was the principal, the office uh, assistant lady. She spoke Spanish, so she was translating. She was tra helping myself and the and the principal communicate. And so the 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 principal said to me, "Hey, you know, you don't speak any English. Uh, there's only about five months left of school." I believe that you should go to English school right now for the for the time being and then come back the following school year. She said, in five months, I don't think, I mean, this is kind of hard for you to learn the language and pass all your classes uh, because even though I, ha I had already graduated in my country, uh, some some of the course courses will be validated, but I still needed to pass all my exams and get all, yeah. get all my credits. Um, so at that moment, she said, hey, do you want to just wait? Or you want to just come to school? And I said, well, how am I already here? I'm just going to come to school. So I came to school. And that first day of school, I was just sitting, Gabby. And I, I can tell you that in my head, I was thinking, what am I doing here? I, I have no clue what that this tall white teacher is saying. The, the coolest teacher I've ever had, Mr. Lamar, could always push me for, push for me to learn. Uh, but th thank God, Gabby, and, and the people who helped me, uh, the teachers who helped me, uh, I learned English in five, enough, at least enough English in five months so that I can pass all my classes and I graduated that June wow. of that same year. Amazing. You did it with little, with no English and they were teaching you English on the side, I'm guessing. Uh, so I had a class in high school, class in high school called English as a second language. Yes. Uh, so I, I had a great teacher. He was so willing to help me. I mean, I, I bugged that teacher every day. We we studied before class, during recess time, and after class, I had a presentation. He, I mean, amazing guy. He really helped me through, and uh, and I was able to graduate. Yeah. Excellent. And then you went to college. I went to college, uh, and I said, I don't know what to do, right? I, a kid, a 17, 18-year-old kid, 
new in the country, so many different options. And I said, well, I knew, I only knew that I, that I liked helping others. So I said, well, I think social work will be something that would allow me to help others. So I went to school for that. Uh, I did two years in the community college and then I started working at a local grocery store in Los Angeles. By this time I I wasn't, um, I wasn't living with with my dad anymore. I had left my, my dad's household uh, by, by then. You were working and studying at the same time and you left your dad's home and you started living by yourself? So I, I left my dad's uh, household. Uh, unfortunately, we, we couldn't we couldn't agree on a few things. So uh, and I was blessed because I had my grandma from my mom's side here in the U.S. So I was able okay. to stay with her for, for, for some time. Meanwhile, I got a job and figured things out. Uh, and that's when I started working at that local grocery store in Los Angeles. I worked there for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Uh, just like you read, I started pushing cards. I was just very blessed to have a job and get paid, right? Uh, I started earning $8 an hour um, and, and and at that job, pushing cards. Then I got moved to through different departments. And uh, I was very, I was, I was, it was responsible and good on my job. But the one department that I really thrived on was customer service. I was just really good with people. Um, which led me to my second job, which was uh, as a merchandiser for a, a beverage, national beverage company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, um, and I continued to develop my skills in that second, second company that I worked with for five years. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So when did you bring your family, your mom and your siblings? Are they here with you right now or <laughs> some of them are back home? So... Oh man, this is a beautiful question you're asking me, Gabby. Because so my mom, two of my siblings, and my stepfather got here back in 2020, right? So after 10 years of of me being by myself here, right, they got here. Uh, and as I'm speaking to you, Gabby, uh, tomorrow, my uh, the only sister that was still left in Nicaragua that is still left, she's still there today, but. My sister and my two beautiful nieces, they're coming tomorrow to the U.S. Aww. at 4 p.m. We're going to go pick them up at the airport. Uh, and I'm going to have, for the first time in 13 years, we're gonna, we all going to be together. Uh, oh, wow. That's um, incredible. Yeah. yeah. What an amazing human, um, I tell you. So one day I was watching, uh, I was on, on Facebook, and I saw you do this live. Uh, I think you had gone to Nicaragua. Was it last year or the year before? Um, last year. Uh-huh. Last year. So I saw you and I saw what you were saying and showing these kids and things like that. I don't know what came over me, uh, James. I got so emotional. That's when I messaged you. I, I told you, I just saw you. Remember, like I, I just yeah. saw your uh, live and I got very emotional. Talk to me about that. You went to visit. Then what happened? So I went. I went back home, uh, and I was born there, and I, you know, I grew up there. But still, every time I go, it hits me. It hits me because the the difference is it's it's a very drastic uh, difference. Uh, you know, there's 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 kids asking for money in the streets. Um, there's a lot of uh, poverty. You can see the houses. The, a house over there's some houses over there that you wouldn't even consider them houses here in the U.S. Uh, and people 
as a coach and as a leadership development uh, trainer, I was, you know, I wanted to help some people out. And I said, hey, if I can, you know, help them get out of that mindset and 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 look at oppor- find opportunities, identify opportunities. But Gabby, the, the problem is that people over there, they're not, they're, they're worried about surviving. So when, yeah. when you want to ask, uh, teach somebody how to thrive, well, first of all, they're worried about, what they're going to eat today and, and 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 that's enough and then tomorrow they're going to worry about what to eat tomorrow so it's 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 tough it's tough gabby and, and i'm so happy and, and i'm so blessed that i that i can say that i'm going to have my whole family here because um, i i know that um, they're going to have a lot more opportunities here yeah. and and i know gabby that um and I, I gotta tell you this i know that god it's not only working through me in me to help and to, to bless me, but also bless the future generation. So my 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 nieces are going to be here at a very young age, eight and ten. Uh, my my siblings are here at twelve and eighteen, and I just know that um, what God is doing in my life, again, it, it's not only going to affect me, but it's gonna it's gonna also gonna bless them. them I'm yeah. so happy for that because. Uh, they won't have to go through the things that I went through and and I can now lead them and, and provide them the tools and equip them so that they can go on and, and thrive instead of just thinking about surviving. Yeah. Oh, wow. Your mom must be very proud of you. She is. She Are you is. still cooking or she is cooking now? Who is cooking? She took over, Gabby. She doesn't let me cook now. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're working hard, right? You're helping out. So what is your intention in the future to, uh, do you have like the hope or the plan to create something for the children in Nicaragua? You may not be able to help everybody at least like, even if you help 10 kids, five kids, that's still a blessing. Do you have that intention for future? Yes. Maybe start a, um, um, go fund me, I don't know, do something like to help a few children, because from what you're telling me, from what I saw on that video, it is uh, a lot of them do need help. They do. They do. They they really do, Gabby. And I I have to tell you, that's a great question, by the way. Thank you for asking that. Um, I got to tell you, Gabby, that during my 20s, I'm, I'm 30 year old now, but during my 20s, I was working hard to accomplish um, success, right? And and I was, I didn't, I hadn't, uh, I didn't know God then. I didn't have a relationship with God, and my life looked very different. But I was just working very hard to to make money. Today, everything I do, Gabby, is around significance. Success is not bad, but now, uh, significance, significance is, is, is even more important to me. And that's only accomplished by helping others. Right. So that that's that's where my heart is. So, yes, I got I got I have a I have very big dreams that I'm hoping that God allows me to uh, make at least 50 percent of that happen. And and that is, Gabby, I believe that a lot of the problems we have in society today um are due to the the fraction that that's happened in in, in family. Um, so growing up, for example, Gabby, 
my situation back home in Nicaragua of uh, not having a father there with me, uh, living living in, in poverty, it, it was it was it was very normal. Like it's just you know everybody, a lot of people, a lot of kids are going through through that same thing. Uh, but today I understand, especially as I struggled through my teenage year in my twenties, I understand, Gabby, that um, the role of a dad in a kid's life is very important. Right. It's very important, right? Yeah. And so I see how I've been now. Now that I've I'm, I've worked with youth, many different young adults, especially male young adults, I see how um, I'll give you some 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 stats. Uh, kid, kid growing up with without without a without a father's four times, I believe it's four times more likely to end up in in in, in poverty throughout his life. Eighty percent, eighty five percent of all youth in prison comes from fatherless homes. Uh, ninety ninety percent of all uh, young adults in the street homeless come from fatherless homes. Sixty three percent of youth suicide also comes from fatherless homes. So I see how that's a huge issue that we haven't paid attention, or we're not paying enough attention, I believe, to it yet. So my heart is 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 with those kids because I was one of those kids myself. So Gabby, my I, and I believe that there there are kids who are struggling with this all not just in the u.s not just in nicaragua but all over the world oh yeah so my my mission in, in life is to is to build a team to to build partnerships so that we can go into these places and first we, we have to help them uh uh we we got to bring hope because because they they can't see anything different than what they're going through in life at this moment because that's all around it so they can't see anything different so how can we be light in the darkness? How can we bring hope, uh, help provide a safe envir envir environment for them to start dreaming um, and, and have goals in life? And then after, how do we provide them with the tools, equip them with the tools so that they can actually make those dreams happen, right? Yes. Um, so that that is my my uh, my goal in life, my dream in life, Gabby. And I know that I can't do it myself. So I'm gonna, which is why I mentioned partnerships and teams, because again, there are kids kids suffering from from that all over the world in different countries. And I want to be able to walk in those places with 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 a team of people and and provide hope and then equip them uh, so that they can reach those those goals. Yeah, maybe teach them some technical stuff you know like i don't know if it is like mechanics or something that they could do um yeah that is a great i knew that you were gonna do that i don't know why but i knew from i think that video that i watched was more than enough for me to know who you are i i did have a coffee zoom meeting with you and i already know who you were but that video that I watched that got me so emotional that day that I know this is a great human being. So God bless you for what you do. So what is next for you? What is what is next for me? That's a great question. Um, I think that, well, I think it's the first time I'm going to say this, but uh, Gabi, I, I believe that one of the most beautiful gifts that God has given me in my life is to, to break change that I, that 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 have been have been attached to my family for many generations i can i can go all the way to my grandparents grand grandparents from from on both sides mom and dad and they were left alone uh, father wasn't there even the mom my my grandfather from my mom's side he 
he was given away as a gift uh, to one of to one of her, uh, his aunts. So, uh, what's next for me now that I'm thirty, Gabby, is I'm thinking about my own family. I'm thinking of, I, yeah. and I believe, and I believe that my biggest success in life it's not going to be how much money I make, but it's going to be uh, it, my biggest success in life is that I have a chance to do things different, that I have a chance to to build a, a, a strong foundational family, that I have a chance to set the bar, set the standards for the for the upcoming generation. So when I think about my sister, my 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 brother, my my nieces, my nephews, there's going to be a different standard, a different norm. They, yeah. It won't be any more. Hey, well, you know, everybody has you know kind of different kids and broken marriages. No, 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 no. This is this is a new standard, and 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 I believe that everybody will be blessed through through that, and and um, because uh, that's who God is, you know, and and I know He's He's uh, He's very present in my life, and so uh, that's that's next for me. That's next. That's for me. next I'm, for you. So you're so busy helping your family and making a difference. Have you? been married or are you gonna get married no 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 no, no, no. not I'm yet not... <laughs> yeah why not you, you're uh... gonna you're gonna make a great dad thank you thank you're you go you're uh... gonna raise amazing kids i could see thank that you, coming yeah thank so you. yeah i know you're young but you know you still have to do it one day um that is that. How did you get into uh, what attracted you to become a john maxwell certified he is so, an incredible human, that guy, when it comes to leadership. Talk about humility and 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 giving, pouring into others. Yeah, great, great guy, great mentor. So, Gabi, if I'm honest with you, I came to him because I wanted to continue on my, on my professional growth, personal yeah. development. And I said, well, you know, I I, I need this. I think that's going to help me. I know it's going to help me professionally, personally. Um, I came uh, to one of the events and certifications and, and um, I said, you know, actually, especially after I got my certification as a speaker, coach and trainer, I said, you know what, this is, this is a lot bigger than, than myself. Like I can actually impact the lives of others. And especially if I want to, if I, if I feel called to point to the youth now have a tool of a tool with many different resources on how to help them. So I said, you know what? Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. And I started working. That's what. That's how I started working. I got started. Yeah, I got started working with with the young adults because I I now had tools and certifications and resources yeah. that allowed me to 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 fill that gap. Um, yeah. And of course, I'm able to. You know, I'm, it, it's beautiful because my I was ashamed and 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 fearful to tell my story before Gavi. but now when, when i tell my story that's actually um you, you mentioned something earlier the 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 biggest how do you turn the biggest um how you uh, turning your biggest pain into your greatest weapon there you go your biggest pain into your greatest weapon and and i realized that my story that i was so it, it was so painful to even say it now I realize how that's my greatest weapon because when I tell my story and there's kids around around in that room who are struggling with some of the things that I struggled in the past, then they can connect with me. And, and, and once once we connect, then I'm able to bring them along in a, in a journey of transformation. Um, so see, my story is not, it's not a disadvantage. It's actually my greatest weapon. It is, right? yeah. It is your greatest weapon because I think sometimes we go through hardship 
it's a lesson for us to learn something or how to move forward, how to get out of that situation, whatever situation we were like, you have to read my other book, uh, Grace, Peace, Balance, for you to know what I have been through in my lifetime. But do I look like I have any problems right now? I don't because I, I have learned, yeah, thank you. I have learned that always there will be like obstacles in life and then you just look at them and you get upset, maybe you cry, and but you shouldn't sit there. Mm. You just let it out and then, okay, how do I get out of this situation? What can I do to improve my situation? So that's that. So stories make huge. People who don't share real life stories they have been through, they don't succeed. Trust me, because some people, they try to be someone they aren't. Trust me, there are a lot of them. And uh, they try to be somebody like as if they have seen it all or they were born from this wealthy farm, which is not true. People love real life stories. They like genuine people. So that is exactly what you're sharing. And I think you're focusing in the male youth, my guess is, right? I am. Yeah, I they am. do. They do need, yeah, they do need. That's what I always say. I speak in high schools now and uh, about bullying and discrimination, right? From my book, you have the Spanish version, right? I do. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so... It's different when I speak. When I speak, I would like the teachers to be present and I like the parents to be present because there are a lot of parents also who don't teach their children the right thing to do, right? And uh, But when it's you, the young youth, they would listen to you more than they would listen to a female speaker. Trust me, I have seen it happen. Like my own son, for example, he had more female teachers in his life. His dad passed away when he was eight. So I raised him by myself. I am a woman. I am telling him what to do, how to do things all the time. His teachers are female most of the time. And they're telling him what to do. He's sick and tired of females telling him what to do. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. So like if it was you having a chat with him. He would really focus and listen to you. But like, that is what I noticed. They would listen to uh, a male, especially if that male is of a younger generation, not like a 70 year old. No, like your age would be perfect for this youth coming up. So you're doing an incredible, do you go to schools? Where do you go? How do you yeah, teach? I've, I've gone to schools. I've gone to schools. I've partnered up with different organizations here in Charlotte. That's that's where I live where I live and um, different organizations that work with with youth and help those underserved communities. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I mean, the I can tell you that the first time I went to one of these places and I connected with the youth, it was unbelievable. I mean, just the amount of uh, the amount of thank yous that I got and, and how they came forward and asked questions. And I got to yeah. tell my story in front of I mean, it was just. I, I mean, I, I came out of that first event recharged with energy and I wanted exactly. to go and just go to every school after that. <laughs> I know it makes you feel like a million dollars, right? Like, yes. like you, like you just want something huge. That, that's what giving makes you feel. Mm. So that is absolutely beautiful. So that is what's next for you. I already asked you what, what message would you like to give number one to parents Number two to teachers, number three 
to you? Wow, that's a great question. So to parents, um, Gabby, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're you're a mom, right? Yeah, uh, I but I I believe that for a parent, it's very important that you make that you every day um, make sure your kid knows that he is validated, that he's accepted, and and that he is unconditionally loved. Otherwise, he's going to go out there and look for that, like I did, in the wrong places, with the wrong crowd, make a lot of mistakes, and sometimes a wrong, a, making a wrong, a wrong choice, a wrong decision could, could cost us a lot, even time in jail and, I mean, dead. I mean, it's just one a decision a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's for parents. As, uh, not for teachers. You have a, you have a, Great responsibility on your shoulders. Tell me about it. Say that again. You have a great responsibility on your shoulders. So if teaching is not your calling, please just quit your job and go find something else because you you cannot just you cannot just show up and and, and great uh, papers. This is a very you are building the next uh, generations of our society. So do so with love, with vocacy, with uh, you know this is your calling and and. Um, and pay pay attention to 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 the to our kids because a lot of times they will come to the school and they will look for what they don't have at home for that oh, guidance for that so love for that validation so they'll they'll, yeah. they'll look for that in that classroom so if you're able to identify that uh, as a teacher then you'll be able to really provide a safe environment that that kids that those kids uh, kids need. To develop into uh, into into good citizens, into strong professionals, and good leaders. Absolutely. And for young adults, Gabby, I think you said something that's very important: integrity, being being your true, your honest self. I think that with so much noise, Gabby, in social media today, and everybody wants to say something. Everybody wants to. Nobody wants to talk about their weaknesses, but everybody wants to talk about their strengths and, and look good. I would say to the young adults. Don't do that. The most powerful person you can be is yourself, right? And um, I'll go into faith a little bit here, but you were created just as just as as you are uh, for a specific reason. And 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 when you when you find out what that reason is, um, you'll you'll figure it out that you don't need to be nobody else but yourself. And again, the most powerful person you can be is yourself. Um, I would say to the young adults that to ask yourself before before you can you can start asking yourself or before somebody come and ask you, hey, um, what what type of success you want to accomplish in life? It's more important that you ask yourself, who do you want to be? Boom. What type of man? I'm gonna have to use one of my son's thing, like to give you like <laughs> mic drop right now. Oh my Thank god! You, Gabby. The, okay. mo the most uh, more, more important question is what kind of man, what kind of young man, what kind of young woman do do you, do you want? Do you aspire to be in life? Um, and at the core of that, at the core of who you are, is your values. So, what do you value? What's important to you? The earliest you decide what's important to you and 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 you and you discover who you are, the easier life will be because 
uh, and I love quotes, but in this, this, I love this quote. It, uh, it goes, if, if you don't stand for nothing, um, if you don't stand for nothing, you will fall for everything. So make, make sure you know what's important to you. Make sure you stand by those values, right? So you, you discover your values um, and, and you discover who you are and then you, you walk in that path, right? So it's, it's not just knowing that, that you're an honest man, but, but you got to walk in that integrity. So make sure that what, what you say and what you do match, right? And, and, and that's integrity, that's what I would say. That's that's the most important thing I could say to a young adult before you start thinking about success and all the great things you Money, want to accomplish. Yeah, designer clothes. Talk to yeah. me about it. Yeah. So the other thing that I always tell my son is be a leader, don't be a follower. Mm. I think the kids that they have a problem, they want to follow the crowd. Mm. Right? Have you noticed that? Like they like to follow that. the crowd. Yeah. Like yeah. you know the rich kids or like the the gangsters scary kids they want to be friends with them so they feel more protected like be a leader don't be a follower that's what at least i say uh to my son those were incredible incredible points on point thank you so much anything else before we close this you want to say to everybody who is watching who is listening today yeah i want to say if you if you haven't gotten to know Gabby yet you have to because she's amazing <laughs> I want you. to say that uh, her books are great she's a great Thank human you. being as well making Thank a difference you. in, in her community you. so please get good with Gabby because you will not regret it thank you so much thank you and everybody you have schools uh, you're not in Los Angeles anymore right where are you right I'm now in, I'm in Charlotte yeah I'm in Charlotte North Carolina now yeah so that's where you are so if you're listening to this please share and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel share this video get in touch with him I will be posting his bio and his social media links both on Podbean and, and YouTube please do get in touch with him and have him come speak in schools and community centers, even in universities, if I may. Uh, so thank you so much. That was an incredible conversation. God bless you, you for what you do. I know you're up into great things. Thank you. Thank you, Gabby. You're welcome.